That's Deep Purple right here on your classic metal show, just burn. And just before that, we heard some Snowblind from Black Sabbath. So uh, there's some couple classic bands for you old, uh, oldie oldies. You old fucks who enjoy that stuff. That was pretty old. Yeah, it, it was old. But we got uh, we got a couple of guys in the chat room who enjoy that old stuff. Now, uh, James, you've, uh, you know, obviously you have kind of been out of the loop for a while, but I know that you still kind of pay attention a little bit to, uh, you know, what we do here on the show periodically. I do. It's nice to listen in and I feel like, you know, feel like part of a little family that grows and, and some of the, the callers and, and, uh, you know, hearing their accounts and like, it's, it's kind of like sitting around, a, you know, at a. You know, at a bar where it's not noisy, crowd, you could hear everybody, and you're just telling stories and talking about stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't be with these guys, but I'm like two hours away and in the middle of nowhere, but I got internet and I got a phone and headphones, and I'm going to listen to this while I do whatever else I, I, I do. Sure. Know? Absolutely. Now, what what are your thoughts on our social commentary? You know, we, we kind of discuss various um, you know, topics, whether it's social media or political correctness or, um, you know, things that, that affect all of us as kind of, you know, middle, middle-aged people that, uh, well, you know, when you and I were, you know, in our teenage years or in our early twenties, none of this was an issue, but now all of a sudden mm-hmm. everything is an issue. Do you, do you have opinions on that now? Or do you care about that? Or do you even have thoughts on that? I feel like everything works itself out in one way or another. You know, there's, there's a lack of social consciousness and correctness, you know, back when say my parents were children, the way children are raised and families are structured and you just got beat when you'd fucked up and that was it. You know, it was commonly acceptable. They still had corporal punishment in public schools when I was in elementary school, you know, and now you can't do that. I, you know, harsh with that sometimes. And, 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 and the hands of somebody who can use that as a psychological abuse tactic, I guess it can be dangerous. So there's that, but you know, we didn't have fucking school shootings then either. You know, you get your ass beat in front of the class. Right. That's what it is. You know, just straighten that shit up. You go through that once or you see some other kids go through that and you're like, I don't want that shit happen to me. Fuck that. You know, you're second grade and fucking line of kids getting paddled and they're like, oh, and the day you're up there. I'm like, until they cry. And you look at that now and it's like, ha, that's how we were raised. I mean, it's probably very outdated and brutal and, and again, psychologically damaging. But <laughs> do you, do you really believe that though? You know, it was just normal. And kids at Catholic schools got it worse. Oh, yeah. They were hand-smacked with rulers and shit. The nuns lived to be, you know, brutal to kids because you were not doing them a service was the attitude. You know, you you were doing them a disservice by not disciplining them and, you know, putting the fear in in, in it, you know. Now parents are friends with their kids. Oh, yeah. Treat them like that. You have the whole millennial, you know. Uh, generation and i know kids that age that are they're good kids and they have he- good heads on their shoulders but um there's such a sense of entitlement you know that i never had you know you work for what you deserve not you expect it or somebody else is going to make sure it happens for you you know that's kids do teenagers are always going to have issues with you know the 
hands off, let's empower the child. The child, you know, runs our lives, not the other way around. Our parents run children's lives. Um, I think it has something to do with it. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a, a devolution of, <laughs> you know, uh, of, you don't have that anymore. Now you fuck up. Well, you're not going to get your ass kicked because otherwise you're going to, you know, have a battery charge. And, right. You know, and everyone goes to, you know, the, the tattletale on somebody, you know. You didn't tell on somebody. You got your ass kicked after school, kept your mouth shut. You probably deserve that shit, you know. Right. Don't fuck up again. So so you, you kind of are of an old school uh, mentality that, that you don't really uh, subscribe to the today's, you know, uh, thought process that, uh, you know, the, the kids kind of, you know, run, you know, the, the inmates run the prison, you know, All right. And it takes a village, but if the whole village is uh, uh-uh, not touching that, it's my kid. I'm going to get sued. If I do, you know, <laughs> there's no, you know, cohesiveness of, of raising children and instilling some kind of common value. You see the, the, and I hear, hear community comedians say this and see memes and such that, you know, kids in the seventies, you know, we didn't have knee pads, helmets, and shit. You went out and you fucking built a ramp in the woods and drove your dirt bike over. Yeah, of course. Falls down, scratches his knee, bleed all over the place. Well, you know, um, he probably deserved it. He needs to pedal harder. He went, but, but you got to let him do it. Yeah. And get up, you know, and, and uh, who's the comedian? I think it was uh, Louis Black. So, or I think it was him. Could have been somebody else. It was like, that's how we weeded out the dumb ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. You weed Natural out the selection. Yeah, you weed out the weak. You know, we were, I made it through that. I got my ass beat. I fucking <laughs> fell in a ditch once doing stupid bike tricks, you know, and learned my lesson. But um, am I a better person for it? Probably. Were they too harsh? Am I psychologically damaged from it? Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, if I didn't have any rules and any fear at that age, then I would have evolved to this person now that didn't adhere to rules or respect them. And, right. Well, know. are we getting old? Is that what this is? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the reason I ask is I, I, I was just trying to get a get a gauge on where you are um, mentally. And my <laughs> <laughs> crazy laugh. That just happened. <laughs> I didn't even mean be, for be, it because too. because I do have some, you know, socially charged stories here that i wanted to see if i could get your take on them yeah i mean you get people talking and that's what the dialogue is about people don't have to agree but to hear someone else's opinion and consider that creates dialogue and that's how disagreement is healthy it's the fucking just losing your mind because someone's opinion is different right oh he's a republican i'm gonna defriend him on the facebook yeah exactly well, yeah that's probably gonna change their mind oh i better reconsider my political stance because so-and-so just defriended me over something i posted well that's where we're at now it's retaliatory you know and yeah well you know i pressure. always make i always make the joke there's some blocked user in your future there pal there is you know boy i'm gonna teach you a thing or three I'm not political. I have my own, you know, political leanings and I'm very like laissez-faire and libertarian, do your own thing and just don't hurt anyone, you know. Yeah. Gay people should get married and, you know, guard their marijuana plants with machine guns. <laughs> I'm okay with that as long as they, you know, uh, they're not, you know, tripping and falling on the on the sidewalk in front of my house and suing me. And 
fuck. Go put the salt on it. It's a community. Wear proper footwear. <laughs> well, well I, what what you're advocating there is is personal responsibility. Yeah, you take care of your, if you fuck up and you're a nuisance or cause harm or problems to everybody else. The community should get together and just beat your ass and then, right. then you're going to get it right. Exactly. Self-policing. All right. Well, let me see what uh, let me let me get a gauge on what your thoughts are on here. So, Michigan parents were left and this is these are two of our favorite words here on the show. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. They were left shocked and outraged. <laughs> I believe it. Those are our two favorite, uh, you know, trigger words, shocked and outraged. Now, let me ask you something. You know, you've been around a while. Have you ever known anyone, anyone in any situation where anyone was ever shocked and outraged? When CC Banana got tackled by Johnny Monaco at the New Jersey State. Yeah. Shocked and outraged. I don't know anybody in my life who's ever been shocked and outraged. They have an opinion on something, but I've never seen anyone just lose their shit. It's usually a personal thing. Like, I can't believe that fucking dude dicked me over. Yeah. Stole my parking spot. Motherfucker. Yeah. Shocked and outraged. Yeah. But, but so many of these those stories they always have to throw in well they were shocked and outraged really i i haven't noticed that no matter where i've gone i've never noticed that i i've seen people be disagreeing on things but i've never seen them shocked and outraged like i can't believe this happened you know what i mean so anyway michigan parents were left shocked and outraged after a racist that's another term that pops up quite frequently racist everything is racist no matter what it is it's racist uh comment was made during the february 3rd meeting about a diversity that's another one diversity and inclusion you ever see those two words together constantly higher ed marketing uses them a yeah lot, but. diversity <laughs> and inclusion uh and inclusion at uh celine area schools Footage of the incident posted by M Live in Good Morning America showed an immigrant father, Adrian Iralo. I can't tell you which of this guy's name is. Iraola, uh, speaking to a group of parents about his son's difficulty experiencing at the school. I went into his bedroom to say goodnight, and he was crying. Because of the abuse he was enduring in the school system, according to the video. But the comment from one male Caucasian, the evil white man. All right. uh, One Caucasian parent in the crowd led to visible gasps (laughs) from the room. That's like an O face, but in in shocked and uh, shocked and outraged and gasping. So descriptive. Yeah. Then why didn't you just stay in Mexico? Wasn't he from Eastern Europe with a name like that? (laughs) (laughs) Why why would I go to Mexico? You need to leave. One parent yelled at that man while another one said, that is disgusting. Holy shit. Shock and outrage. Brian Wright. His name should have been Brian White. (laughs) <laughs> whose son was among a group of black football players. No, notice everything about this article 
Everything targets everybody. He's Mexican. He's white. He's Caucasian. He's black. You know, it's just like, why aren't we just people? We're blending together, you know, and there's nobody that's, you know, actually racially pure. No, but but, but, but we have to point that out, though. You know, diversity and inclusion is, you know, supposed to be a good thing in, in this country. Otherwise, you're just segregated and we might as well live in tribes. Yeah, well, well tribes that's the whole are... thing. That's that's what this does is segregates everybody. Well, you're black. Well, you're Caucasian. Well, you're Mexican. Well, you're, the, you know, instead of instead of just saying, yeah, a group of parents. Well, this Mexican parent said this to this Caucasian parent that said this to this black parent. You know, it, it's it's con- it's divide. And this is a legitimate news source. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it sounds like it's trying to stir controversy. That's well, but isn't that what sells newspapers and advertising is to try try to stir up that controversy where people will want to read that guy oh look at the discord here look at look at how people are all upset here it's like what happened oh my god you know it sensationalizes that's exactly things that's exactly right just a mainstream here's the facts news source doesn't exist it has to be packaged because you know it's news based entertainment you know i keep telling um you know i have relatives that watch both sides of the spectrum and they're watching msnbc or fox news and you know riled up and yelling at the tv and i'm like <laughs> that's that's not news that's entertainment yeah it is entertainment it's why you're watching it you're you know entertainment doesn't have to be you know laughing and forgetting your troubles i mean public executions were a form of entertainment right yeah you know, we're going to kick this guy's ass and then we're going to hang him. You know, don't fuck up. Don't be that guy. Oh, man. Whatever. What did he do? He threw his underwear <laughs> out the window. That's what you're going to get. Exactly. People not doing that shit if they have some kind of fear. Uh, Brian Wright, whose son was among the group of black football players allegedly subjected to racist comments on Snapchat. Oh, Lord. Prior to the meeting, immediately scolded the man for his offensive remark. It's always offensive. That's going to be offensive to somebody. Yeah. I bet this show is offensive to somebody. Oh, this show is extremely offensive to so many people. But Uh, it's entertainment. Yeah. You're listening because you're going to get offended and hear people get riled up. There is delight in watching somebody else have a meltdown. (laughs) There is message boards, chat rooms. I mean, you see it on on your site. Sledge was notorious for that. You know, people would egg people on and having a complete meltdown. And then you can point at them and go, look, he's fucking lost his shit, you know, because they get so irate and they're trying to express their anger and realize that you just got played into doing that. Yeah. That's indicative of what our kids are experiencing comments like that, Wright said, according to the video. He's sharing a story now, and that's indicative of what our kids are experiencing. Wright later told Good Morning America, I had a natural reaction to stand up and confront him, but by and large, people were supportive. There were lots of tears, lots of remorse, and I think it was awakening for those people that were unaware that racism exists. 
<laughs> you ever you ever notice that everything is about the feels now? It's about the tears, and this is how it made me feel, and I'm not, you know. Let's talk about our feelings. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, why don't you deal with this head on in a rational, logical manner instead of, oh, this hurt my feelings and it brought me to tears and I was upset. And, triggering uh, and it reopened old emotional wounds that haven't completely healed yet. Yeah. Now I'm damaged. Hey, I, you know, I see both sides of all that. I, I, I grew up in, probably like you in an era where public displays of were frowned upon. Yeah, because it's, together, it's, it's weakness. It's weakness. That's why why it it was frowned upon. It's just like buck up, you fucker, get up. Keep it, your feelings private. You know, if you're the kid who just balls for hours every time he gets his ass kicked, even if he's not even kids aren't going to be that brutal. To them. You're not getting you know like a public stoning. They're just fucking pushing the kid off the bike, call him names, and kick his backpack away, and yeah. he's just crying. <laughs> Well, they're, you know, they don't even have to do much to get them to cry. I understand around and watch them cry and make golden names. Kid's going to tough them up or he's going to, you know, lose his shit. And, you know, we didn't have that many teen suicides that I remember no. when I was growing up. Was Not, I, don't, I don't know of any when I was growing up. They happened, but they weren't like... They, it, was, it wasn't an epidemic. You know, it was... It's a contagion of, you know, being demonstrative i get it that it's usually a cry for help emotions are strong we don't know how to effectively process them because we've never been taught everybody develops bad coping mechanisms and then uh, and a lot of that can be explosive anger which alienates people and triggering you know and very dividing or you just clam up and you internalize it and then you get you know that that emotion is going to come out some way people have health issues or seizures or whatever you know vices that they channel that into it's really not that complicated but people still like to push these buttons to make that stuff happen you know yeah well i agree and and i think you you've probably seen it i mean i don't know any anybody who hasn't seen it but have you have you ever you've seen the movie the christmas story right oh yeah well remember the ralphie and the christmas story that that uh scott farkas was you know, picking on him yeah, and all I, that. And he just finally got out, you know, he just got that rage. Yeah. He just had it. He I'm had the rage build up anymore. and went over there and just started wailing on his ass. The kid didn't expect that. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was just like, yeah, the kid didn't bother you anymore. Cause you finally stood up and went like, fuck this. I'm not taking this anymore. Generally there's a, you know, it's a, maybe a, a respect level like this kid doesn't stand up for himself so we're gonna pick on him he's an easy target and when he does stand up for himself used to be there is like all right i can leave him alone he fought back you know i had whatever but you know now you don't you can't fight back you just you go tell it or you internalize it or do something dramatic i mean and then why we had the, the columbine thing which wasn't the first of those but it was the biggest news thing that happened and how commonplace is that now? Now there's a model for dealing with this. You're picked on, you don't say anything, and eventually you snap, and this is how it is. This is this is what you do when you've had enough. You go shoot up a school. I don't know that I've gotten to the point of you know solving this or telling people how to fix it. It's just an attitude that people have and it's changed a lot and you know, this is less than a century. And 
the Christmas story took place at the time that uh, you know my father would have been born, so he would have been a little younger than that. Now it's ancient. That's he's why eighty two now. You know, different attitude growing up. My parents were a tad older than other parents around, and not like ancient. They were in their thirties when I was little, and uh, they had some of those old school values. And and yeah, it sucked when you were the kid who got his ass beat all the time by his dad and other kids parents are like oh they're too strict you know but uh you know it it does mold you for the world the world is a tough place you're gonna get your ass kicked one way or another that's how people get taken advantage of because they don't want to make a scene or stand up for themselves whistleblowers happen now and it's more commonplace (coughs) Um, the me too movement and such you know it takes a contagion it takes some people and we've had enough this is not right, and then it, it just... Uh, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! <laughs> you know, that's my mop! <laughs> UHF. The speech that uh, I can, uh, Michael Richardson's character gives, and somebody steals his mop. That's my mop! Right. I'm not taking it anymore! He goes on a speech about how life is like a mop. And, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, that's weird Al Yankovic fucking tricking us into thinking that was, you know, meaningful. If you derive meaningfulness from meaning from anything that that character said, you, you know, it's good. (laughs) Uh, Several parents showed support to Iraola at the meeting. You belong here, one woman told him. Iraola kept his composure and answered the man's questions, telling the disassembled parents, he asked me a question, why I didn't stay in Mexico? Because this is the greatest country in the world. Well, the, the question I have is for him is, is he a citizen? Is he here illegally or is he a citizen or? Green card, dual citizenship. Yeah. Fake ID. Maybe he's here to party. Yeah. This led to another outburst, an outburst from the man who yelled in the video, but you're complaining about being here. Ira Ola eventually handed the mic to the offensive parent who attempted to defend his comments and the racism occurring at the school. Well, I got news for you. Mexican is not a race. That's the whole thing. The media always like uh, gins this up that, well, if you, if you, uh, you know, want to build the wall at the border or if you want uh, people to immigrate to this country legally, uh, you're a racist. Well, Mexican is not a race. No. So. Right. It's not racism all the time. Try being white and walking in a black neighborhood, then see what happens, he said. (laughs) It depends on your gender. Right. Because it's different. (laughs) You're complaining about situations in this incident where somebody made a little tweet. Nobody is hurt in that. Nobody hurt in that. That's what's done off campus. So why does it even concern the school system? Everyone has a right to free speech. After the meeting... Iriola told Good Morning America that the offensive comment felt, again, felt like an old wound being open. Not just for me, but for my children, he said. 
Again, it's all, what about the children? Well, exactly. We need Ronnie Dio back. Can you fix this up? Well, he cries for the children because who cries for the children? I do. (laughs) Scott Gardner, superintendent of Saline Area School, said in a statement to Good Morning America, this type of bigotry goes against all of the values and beliefs of our school system. We have heard and we are listening to students, parents, and community members throughout the district We will continue to listen as we move forward and establish additional additions to our uh, actions to support our students. After the meeting, a student who claimed his father was the man making the controversial remarks criticized his dad's offensive question on a Facebook post. Here we are. Everything Everything is social media. All right. You know, nobody... Nobody deals with this stuff uh, like one-on-one. It's always social media. Today, my father asked a deliberately racist question at the uh, Celine Area School Diversity and Inclusion meeting. This is amazing. The teenager wrote, his views of hate. Why is it always hate? is in no way representing of my own. I stand in solidarity with the refugees and immigrants of the world. It always boils down to hate. That sounds like, you know, emotional inciting propaganda. Again, that's the whole thing. It's all about the feels, man. Get people riled up and angry because when they're angry, they're not either paying attention to something else going on. Or they're they're not being rational. Or it's a slow news day and they need to stir stuff up because, you know, drama's exciting and people get addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really happening. Make something up. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. <laughs> it, it, I, this is a poignant conversation about social issues and, and, uh, and attitudes and how it's fueled by media and, and whatnot. And how did that happen? Hot dogs <laughs> game man nasty yeah god man yeah he's like a he's like a walking uh germ farm you know sucking up all that uh germy beer and all those uh filthy hot dogs and whatnot it's just oh man you need like more bread or something to absorb (laughs) that you know it's it's just about craft it's like if you're gonna craft your buzz you gotta craft your response to what you're putting into you too right so right you know, you got to watch what you eat. You get older and you start to learn your body don't react to just anything you put into it. Like, it's predictable. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat those things at this time of day because you're middle-aged now. This, this, I'm, uh, we're just at that age now where all our idols are kind of getting to almost geriatric. They are. Unfortunately, yeah, that is true. And dropping off. Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hello, it's Glenn Bitters calling from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. Well, look at you out of out of the uh, country. You're you're like a foreigner to us, but we embrace you still. Well, I've got good news uh, for some of your guys close to the border. Chris Holmes is coming here in April and May. Oh my God, he's uh, traveling out of out of uh, France and coming to uh, French Canada. That's right. He's uh, starting the tour in Montreal and ending it here on Vancouver Island. 
I got tickets number one and two to the show. All right. Are you shitting bricks thinking that Fucking you're going right. to you're gonna see Chris Holmes? You know, I better get with it and listen to that shit before he gets here. <laughs> Is he going to be flo- in a flo- uh, inflatable flo- uh, flotation device? Yeah, is he in a <laughs> flotation device? Will Will you invite him back to float in your pool and drink some uh, Smirnoff? Well, we'll probably uh, invite him to bring him some pizza from our pizza shop out here. And uh, I know he doesn't drink anymore or anything, but I, we'll what? bring him some food if he wants and some Cokes and some, you know, he likes Coke and Pepsi and Powerade. So we'll bring him all that if he wants. You're awful generous up there in Canada. Can I come up there and get a free pizza and Cokes and Gatorade and whatever else you want? Well, yeah. It's government backed up there. That's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vancouver small right you get someone like chris holmes who you'd never expect coming here right you know he's coming to vancouver but vancouver island at the end of the tour is like shit i don't even have to get on the ferry to go see him so so what is your downtown what is your motivation to see chris holmes i i mean you know he's not really a notable singer or anything i mean obviously he's very proficient at guitar so what's what's your interest in seeing chris holmes well, just uh, obviously an 80s icon I never got to see when he was in the Wasp band itself. And I do listen to his solo stuff when I get drunk out in my driveway, barbecuing, <laughs> getting drunk at night. And, you know, it's, his solo stuff's kind of fun. You know, why not? You know, he's still giving her. Sure. No one else, you know, it's, you know, you got a lot of other bands coming. I saw Keels coming to uh, Canada and you got Doc and Tour and Motley Crue and John Jett and none. You know, it's like. It's, you know, like Chris Holmes. You don't see that every day. Absolutely. Let me ask you something. I I, I knew a guy uh, professionally who was, you know, in, in, in a business that I was in previously. He was from Canada. He would throw the word cunt around in his uh, speech. Is that a common thing in your area? Like, yeah, that fucking cunt. Yeah. Maybe a British Canadian, I don't know, with that cunt background that they come over with, but I uh, could have some British in his background. <laughs> so that's that a not lot. a common thing around your area. No, we're we're way on the west coast here, right? We're right, right. Tip on, you're, you're, you're north here, of you're a... north of Seattle. Wait, you don't have right, you right. don't have cunts in Canada? <laughs> uh, um, well, we've got or just few. Vancouver? Yeah, well, Vancouver, right? You look at that place. He's no, playing, it's, it's Vancouver. It's Vancouver is actually in the worst bar in Vancouver. I can't believe he's playing in it. No, it's Vancouver. Vancouver. Ah, Vancouver. Vancouver sounds like a great, like, an 80s hair metal. What about Vancouver? Vancouver. <laughs> That's another good one. <laughs> so, but so, yeah, also, I wanted to add, I, I, I like the new app. I'm listening on the app now. Yes. Um, we used to listen. I used to listen on the speaker. It seemed to cut out here a couple times a night, but the the new app hasn't cut out at all. Yeah, the new app is the, awesome, right? Oh, it's it's awesome. It's been great, and I listen to it like during the weeknights and stuff, and because just catch up on older shows and and uh, but I can't seem to get in the chat room on the app for some reason. I've been trying. Yeah, I, I I don't know the answer for that, but uh, you know. Y- y- I would just try it on a computer if you have a computer access and see if you can get in that way. And then maybe you can uh, figure out how to do it on the app because I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, yeah. I just keep trying because it tells you to sign in Facebook, which I have, or Twitter, which I don't have, or username. 
Well, you you could sign up. You could sign up uh, through the chat room and and have a unique username if you go through the Rumble Talk. Okay, okay, I'll try that. Yeah, try Rumble Talk and create a username and password, and you probably could jump right in there. Yeah, but newer to the app, and the app's working out great for me. So yeah, good. That's the best part. I'm gonna get to let you guys go. And uh, hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job and fuck fake meat. <laughs> well, there's there's one of our listeners from the northwest of the Great White North. That's yeah, kind he's of up in, he's up there in uh, North. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, what was that back in the eighties? Something uh, something Bob and something McKenzie. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, exactly from the Great White North. Good day. Exactly. Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? That was like 80, what, like 83? Uh, I was like fifth grade. Yeah. 80, they, they were on SCTV as a regular recurring skit. It was uh, with Dave Thomas and... Uh, and uh, Rick Moranis? Rick Moranis. Yeah. You know, and then uh, they had Strange Brew, uh, and I think that came out in 83. Yeah. Because I saw that in a theater. My mom and dad took me and my little brother to see that. They didn't know. They were like, what are we taking these kids to see? And they, they, they were like, oh, okay. They thought it was funny. And so I'm laughing at it. They didn't watch SCTV. That was on, like, after Saturday Night Live. You'd, you had to sneak out and watch the, the tube monitor. The yeah, the TV. Second City TV. And uh, that was a great show. Yeah. That's, that's from, why am I talking about them? Oh, because Getty Lee from Rush sang on the, the commercial version of their song, which I remember hearing on, like, the, the radio. Like, rock radio played that for, like, a week. <laughs> 